is the League Podcast, presented by Boys and Sons Radio Group, and proudly streaming on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Ah, welcome in. This is the League. Man, what a bummer week for me. Big win for Z. Z, how you Let's doing get today? It. I'm doing well, Dylan. I'm doing well. Good to have you back as my co-host. I missed you last week, even though you came on a little bit later. But welcome back to the pod. Good to be and here. And we are feeling good. Headed into, is this week eight now that we're headed in? We're almost halfway there. It kind of makes me sad. This has been fun. Mm-hmm. Well, it's, it was fun earlier. Yeah, the, I'm sure the first couple of weeks were more fun for you than than the the, the last couple of weeks have been. But the team's bouncing back, right? We're feeling good half, going in. Half my roster is um officially off, is not no longer on a bye, so things are looking good. I was I was very fortunate to play you in a week where you had the majority of your squad on a bye, and the majority of my squad was hurt. And of course. Therefore, I decided to make a trade, which allows me to introduce again back on the pod after he abandoned ship last week because he is <laughs> he was doing some 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 research and some some reporting work out there for the for the listeners. Michael Overbaum Overbeck, welcome back to the pod. Thanks, guys. Uh, as always, good to see you. Great to be here. Um, yeah, had my nose down last week. A lot of lot of chatter in the trade boxes, so uh, I decided right. to prioritize that over over being on the show. So thank you for your patience. Of course, we are we are just stoked to have you back. And to kick off, I think we have a at least one trade that happens this week, right? Between right. myself and at your ransom rouse. Yeah, break it down for us. yeah. Not much happened this week. Quiet week in the league. So um, let's go ahead and we'll start there. Um, actually, let's start with a slightly one piece of slightly bigger news. Okay. Um, did I Tyler Bass? Tyler Bass, <laughs> uh, the Buffalo kicker, was signed off waivers for fifteen dollars today. <laughs> um, just some big spending uh, from this team sucks, and I I I've had that one at the top of my notes list. It was actually really the only thing I needed to talk about today. Um, <laughs> But any any thoughts on our first fifteen dollar kicker? Actually, our first anything more than two or three dollar kicker, I think. Who who spent fifteen dollars on him? This team John. sucks. <sighs> really filling in at a position of need, you know. So yeah. he now has the number three and number one kicker on on the squad. Is I think JB I got the number one kicker for zero dollars. Ah, right. so for some After reason, after putting in like a two dollar bid on Bass. <laughs> So the title for league's most expensive kicker ever has been just obliterated (laughs) and likely will never be topped. So um, great stuff there. Now we can talk about that trade between you and Orlando. Okay. Um, Can we stop and appreciate that? I had to pick up Joe Flacco just in case, (laughs) just in case, just in case you never know. Um, It's good. mm -hmm. Joe Flacco extending his career into 2021. Mm -hmm. It's good stuff. Mm-hmm. Yep. Always important to have, but yeah, I mean, I was, as you all know, and uh, Vegas unfortunately had to take this, this line out because I no longer will be texting about DK on Sundays as he made the way, uh, spent some good time with the squad and we're very appreciative of the time, but I will not miss 
yelling at the Seahawks on Sundays, other than when Russ returns. And I'm stoked to get back DJ Moore, uh, Damian Harris, and Mac Jones. We're all involved in the deal back for me. Did you just have to read the list of the players that you got? I did. I kind of, <laughs> I, I, I kind of forgot who I had after DJ Moore, but I'm stoked to be getting back. Harris, as you all know, running backs have been hard for me to acquire and come by this year, but I did want to share with the listeners that this is the week Kamara hit top five running back status after just a monster game. He's back. I'm high. I'm back on him. And he is number five rolling into this week. So stoked to get uh, Damon Harris to pair up with him. A couple questions about the deal. Z. Yeah. Yep. Hit me with him. I, I, um, I need to change my name, of course. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just a couple of things. Okay. Um, how does it feel to have two of the four players from the JB Thatcher platter meme on your team and was it hard to not also ask for julio jones well julio was initially involved in the deal that was you know, the, the, the starting the starting point <laughs> to this whole deal was julio was involved as i've stated in the group many times and typically i like to say my opinion right in the group so just everyone knows exactly what i'm thinking at all times including for vetoes too just as a related note but yeah, we avoided Julio. We do not want him on the team. So that, you know, we did a good job there. But I actually, I'm pretty stoked about DJ Moore. I feel like him and uh, Harris kind of provide. He has a great quarterback, so no issues. <laughs> right. He has no issues whatsoever. Darnold was hot. He may be cold. Maybe get into a, who knows? So <laughs> kind of took a little swing to just get out of the, the DK nightmare that I live every week. I will mm. say, I was surprised to see you deal DK after Darnold put up 111 yards and <laughs> 0.94 points this last week. DJ Moore still had 11 points. I, I don't know what y'all want. So he's, you know, he's, he's there. I'm, I'm stoked about it. Uh, yes, it is a bit of a swing, but at times like these, sometimes you're, you're looking for depth, you know, and I have a couple other receivers I still like to play. Well, Mike, is that all you got for us before we preview the week ahead? Well, there's one, there's one other small piece of business that I think we probably should address, but I don't, I, to be completely honest with you, I don't feel fully comfortable with the subject matter yet. Um, But Mm. thankfully uh, we talked a lot on this pod about our international listeners and our listeners from other countries. Um, We have a guest with us today from the great country of Texas across the pond. Um, one of our favorite international listeners, and I'd like to welcome him to the pod now, Mr. Cody Hunt of Team Hunt. Cody. Hey. Hello. Hello. Hey, guys. Uh, thank you for having me on today. Oh, Hi, Cody. Welcome to the show. Um, so I'm, I'm here to kind of talk about a little piece of news that happened in the league this week. Um, I'm, ah. I guess they're calling it Geno Gate or something, <laughs> um, where Michael agreed to trade Geno to me hmm. for the great tight end Zach Ertz, <laughs> the ex- excellent tight end who has outscored Geno in the last two weeks, I believe. Um, That's correct. So, okay. I don't know. Um, basically, what happened was I had picked up Taysom Hill and staffed him away for about three weeks, <laughs> knowing okay. that I was going to have a bye week where both of my starting QBs were out. So, okay. bye week and one person goes down. So, 
you know, I was left without a quarterback. So we struck up a deal. Man, right. I mean, that, I'm, I'm tracking with you so far. This all makes sense. So what, what was the, what was the result? What happened to the deal? Um, it got vetoed about four times. <laughs> <laughs> it felt like four. <laughs> no, I think it was actually vetoed once. And then we reworked the deal to add in a wide receiver um, or an additional player per the, the league. Right. Um, we okay. did so. Added a player who also scores more points than Gino. <laughs> and that this is making too well. much sense. So. <laughs> well, and let's clarify this for the official record. I approached you, Cody, <laughs> with the trade. <laughs> and so I was the seller here, not the one who was being approached. Oh, interesting. Deal. This is a new piece of info that I don't think yeah. has been shared yet. Yes. I set the price. It wasn't Cody lowballing. I set the price because to be completely honest, that's what Geno Smith is worth to me is a backup tight end for one week. So, um, I mean, but my thing is he's not really, I guess we're, we have to clarify, right? Because when we say backup tight end, he's going to the Cardinals. He's going to be a starter for one of the best QBs in the league. When we say backup tight end, you have Andrews. So people just naturally assume that you're going to be, wanting to play Andrews over Ertz, but there's an argument to be made. You may play both if you want. Ertz has and, upside now. Yeah. He has upside. He has downside too, because he's right. the fifth option on the offense. But for me to be able to go out and take a player that I didn't want with no yep. value, no value. I'm just going to say it. I don't care if it's controversial. Nobody wants the player. We can have an economic. Wait, Michael, can you, can you break down what value means? Yeah, just I, to, I would love to, but honestly. further. Michael, can I just say something? I just want to, you know, be forthright. I did veto the first time, um, but the Whoa. second time, let it pass. Okay. Because, you, know? you know, they, they did add more value to the deal. Yeah. What was the, what was the rationale? Because I, I didn't, I let this deal pass both times for mm. me. So you're the only one on the pod right now mm. that is in team veto camp. Well, I did think that Gino would have a better, a better week. <laughs> and also, I thought that, um, you know, Ertz just hasn't been good. Didn't know what his situation was going to be. Um, but then it became clear that it was just a backup quarterback for a tight end <laughs> <laughs> in the midst of a couple hours. And then, I mean, Robbie Anderson is a guy that you could play every week in a flex, to be yeah. fair. I mean, you know, he hasn't been good so far, but he's somebody that could be in your lineup. So it's definitely a fair deal the second time through. So I'm anyway, go ahead, so, Michael. So Z to it, to, I, I would love to address your value conversation, but yeah, um, Cody, you are at least somewhat good with numbers, correct? Can you remind yes. me what you do for a living? Uh, I'm the director of finance and accounting for a real estate developer. That is okay. incredible. Do you are, so you must be familiar with the, it, it's, it's kind of high level, but you're familiar with the concept of supply and demand, correct? I am, I am very familiar. Yes. Can you explain to me, what the value of an item is if there's absolutely no demand for that item. The value of an item is whatever the lowest person willing to pay that for. <laughs> there's absolutely no demand for it. So if someone comes in and says, I, I mean, if someone could have come in and said, I'll give you Justin Tucker for him and you might have accepted because Justin Tucker is the number one kicker. But yes, there, if there is no value if there is no demand, then you do not have to pay very much. It seemed like the rest of the league wanted me to hurt my own team to acquire someone that would be 
terrible. Yes. <laughs> and and we've had owner yeah and then uh, we've had the rest of the league an owner not the rest of the league yeah excluding Dylan Z and Jay. the majority of the league though the majority of the league yes and it's tough when you've got other owners saying that the deal would have been fine to another team but since you were the one that needed a quarterback <laughs> it wasn't fine that to me doesn't add up yes because here's the thing. Rug, you're not a got, conspiracy guy, but you're just connecting dots. I'm just connecting dots. I'm <laughs> yeah. just, we're just, just stating follow, facts. Following right the, the, the pathway before him, you know? Just stating facts. The facts are I approached multiple teams with Geno Smith offers that week. Oh, yeah. Couldn't get the worst player on anyone's roster for him because he's not going to be a starting quarterback in two weeks. Yeah. So um, I had a very short window <laughs> of time to deal him or drop right. him. Right. And a suitor comes along. <laughs> so what did I do? I filled a, albeit small, because that's all he's worth, need on my team, and all hell breaks loose. For the first time, Fort Wayne Falcons <laughs> went green on the graph, and the league had enough. They'd had enough. I'll stop. Wow. It sounds almost like some conspiracy is going on here, kind of in, on two sides. So I, I'm seeing some conspiracy theories on people wanting to stop Team Hunt from remaining undefeated. There probably was a little bit of bias there. Uh, is that is that fair to say? Is maybe a, a, a tinge of bias coming out? I believe on, so on that front. And yeah, I, think like I think they've admitted it directly. I don't know that. Yeah. I don't know that there's even debate about it. Right, right. And there's probably a little bit too seeing Falcons get into the green on the graph. That's got to be tough. And yeah, the uh, you know the the value there was was not what they were looking for. So really interesting deal of all the deals that we have seen this year to be vetoed because as Dill and I discussed our little Emmanuel Sanders for Tua was passed without a hitch. This deal I just made passed without a hitch. Dill and I's deal for fields passed without a hitch. And you can make some arguments there that that might, that might've been vetoed because fields is playing worse than Gino right now. And Gino is, gonna you know obviously be out in a couple of weeks and be done so what made you all think that this was was the one other than cody you just being six and oh and people wanting you to see you know wanting you to lose because that's kind of how i took it honestly that's the only explanation i have right uh, especially when the players are sitting down on people's bench or sitting in their benches and you know you have never played any of them as a starter unless there's an absolute need to do so Yep. So I don't know, Michael. Yeah. This brings up two other interesting points that I had almost <laughs> forgotten about, but I'm glad you brought up. After I can't believe you remembered. <laughs> <laughs> After that trade happened, a certain member of the league said that they could for sure offer me something that would go over a lot better and, and something that would be a, a deal that I would rather take than sending a QB to Cody for nothing. And what did they offer me? A tight end who scored less points than Zach Ertz this week and a player that he picked up on Wednesday for $0. <laughs> and that was a person who said that I could grab any tight end I wanted off of waivers and it would have been a better deal than what I was giving Cody. So I don't, uh, that truly just ruffled the feathers but also, like, I don't like calling people out. Ruffled the Falcons' feathers, after, huh? After the deal went through, the first text that came 
came through the group message was Brady telling me he would trade me Gronk in I with exclamation points and the whole deal. And then I texted him about it and he said, I'll gladly trade you Gronk, but not for Gino. I'm not interested <laughs> in Gino. And it's like, all right, well, that's who we're talking about here. So let's, let's, let's wow. stay focused. So, wow. Boom. I didn't, this is some, this is some, man, this is some choice beef that is being aired out on the block. We kind of transitioned through complaint corner into the block. We're just covering the whole thing right here in this, in this, this time is the league. Cody. This yeah. is the league. And this like is. Steve, like Steven Jackson on the untold pod, this is the last I'll ever talk about it. I'm never talking <laughs> about this again. I don't carry beef. We're throwing this out the window, but we might as well get it out there now. Mm. I like it. I like it. Cody, any together. final thoughts from you? Yes. Um, I put together a couple metrics. Oh, um, oh, continuing a massive trend. Evaluating um, every trade that has occurred this year. Oh, get a screen, Ooh, screen share. Oh and oh, wow. oh my gosh! So, you know, I put together a couple <laughs> charts <laughs> showing every trade. Somebody hose Jay down. <laughs> yes. Yeah. For those of you that can't see, there's a lot of columns in this spreadsheet. So Wait, basically, what? what's happening yeah. here is this is. One, a graph showing total points by position for each trade, showing basically on a points basis who won the trade. And that is points scored to date. For oh, this wow. Oh, that, wow. That is so not, it's really an objective way to say he was yes. ahead right now points wise. And that it, it, I will note that it does not take into account how long they've had them on their team. This is just total points scored for that player of the year. Okay. Which is, I would say, the most objective value you can have for a player. Yep. Yep. That is not yeah. subjective. <laughs> um, and then I broke it down. Wait, real quick. By... Sorry. For the people at home, can you explain the difference between objective and subjective? <laughs> objective means it is just fact. Subjective means there's an opinion about how you feel about something. Thank you. Continue. <laughs> yes. Um, so I broke it down by total points by position and then also total points by player involved in the trade. And then whatever the positional rank is by position and then positional rank by player for each trade. Making me feel a little better about that Chase Edmonds trade. (laughs) (laughs) And then I broke down trade spread for points scored for each player involved in the trade versus what was traded to the other team and who basically won the trade by who received the players who scored the most points. Oh, my. And by far, the biggest trade spread was trade number eight, which was. This is actually amazing. This is the coolest thing I've ever seen. So Brady and Look Z. Look away. <laughs> Z trading Kyler Murray for Russell Wilson and Keenan Allen. And basically that is because Russ went down. Right. No, but, that makes total sense. I mean, Murray's been an absolute stud and Allen's, I bet on Allen you know, being wide receiver one. And unfortunately, Big Mike has had other ideas. Is trade so number then, 13 my trade with Brady for Cooper Cup and Dalvin Cook? Uh, let me check on that. Yes. <sighs> Cooper Man, Cup has not just, stopped. Jeez, dude. Cook so is then, actually the I, lowest points getter on that? He's yeah. missed two games since that oh, trade gotcha. happened. Okay, okay. So basically – the average spread for a trade is 45 points. Wow. The spread for mine and Michael's trade <laughs> was 27. 
making it one of the most fair deals ever made in the league. And it provides the favor to Mike because he received the better play. He did all this work just so he could prove his deal the perfect, right. The perfect ending to this segment. And then I will say that by far, quarterbacks involved in trades are the most valuable pieces, by, but only by seven points. Whoa. Which is not significant. Only by seven? Michael, do you think we should put this up on the Patreon when we start that next week? <laughs> yeah, hey, that's a good point. Um, we love bringing this content to you for free, ladies and gentlemen. We really do. Um, but our free, our free account membership only lets us upload a couple hours per month, and we've gotten really long-winded on these episodes. So we have had to start deleting episodes in our up- <laughs> upload period. So if you want to donate to the pod, uh, you know my Venmo. End of story. But I will say the other rumors of a telethon fundraiser next week. (laughs) Yes. Dylan and John have won the most trades. It's also probably because they've been in the most, right? Or is it like, okay. Because John basically traded every person on his team. (laughs) (laughs) But actually, wow. This is Cody. First off, some amazing prep work to go into this pod as usual. The guest seems to always do more work for the show than the host do, which is totally fine by me. I really look forward to kind of going through that document after this pod and kind of seeing the breakdown of each thing. That's really, I mean, for, you know, just for us, that's the, probably the best way to look at it. And I know we had Jay on earlier in the show to have his thoughts on the veto punishments that could arise from a trade, you know, going south or going well. Do you have any thoughts on using the data you collected to kind of at the end of the year weigh each trade? And do you think that people should be punished or rewarded for vetoes or passes, you know, being cast? Um, I think that taking away, I I think someone suggested once taking away some of the draft budget. I think that's a little Mm. harsh. I think that you could take away some free agent budget because that's, Mm. you know, not necessarily used, but I think that, our trade system does need to be reworked. I am definitely in favor of finding an objective way to do it mm. or just letting everything through. I like it seems it. like that idea has been getting, gaining some, some steam in the community. Right. Michael, did you have any thoughts? I, I saw you, uh, you hardened my text on <laughs> us having each of us having an actual flag that we throw and filming <laughs> ourselves. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. If we're going to allow people to veto, I think it, it really like, it can't be done whimsically. Like it right. has to be, there has to be purpose behind it and meaning. And I think my personal vote would be that unless it's anti-competitive or clearly somebody giving up, like unless it's two teams that are clearly working together or somebody giving up. I think everything should go through. That's how I voted on vetoes this year. That is no longer <laughs> how I will be voting on vetoes this year going forward. Um, but yeah, I think the idea of giving everybody one challenge fight that, that still leaves room for 10 veto votes throughout the year. So right. it's not, it doesn't resolve anything, um, but it, it, it certainly helps. It's a step forward. I like that. Dill, could you remind the listeners what the criteria is for vetoes and how the system works? Just a refresher for everyone would be would be helpful, I think. Has As anybody you, has anybody anybody sent that out in a text? 
<laughs> no, I don't. I don't think so. That's why I'm asking because we I haven't. Just want gotten, somebody to tell yeah. me what it is. Right. I still right. haven't heard what the system is. You just yep. know it when you <laughs> see it. I think because I don't know. Didn't we? I don't know. I don't know what you want from me, but we like we get the same text from Thatcher. That's basically like a three paragraph <laughs> way of saying you can veto whenever you want, but it's like three paragraphs. Right. I don't know. Is that the answer you wanted? <laughs> That's exactly what I wanted. I was just okay. making sure that we had a, a firm one way. This is how vetoes operate. Cause you know, over the course of the season, there's a lot of weeks and there's a lot of things that go back and forth. A lot of opinions. It's one, hard to mm-hmm. differentiate between the two, you know? I think one thing for the challenge flag is to eliminate this. If every person got a challenge flag, what if two challenge flags had to be thrown before we could even vote? Interesting. So that way you burnt, you have to like two people have to be willing to like, they think it's bad enough that like Mm. I have to get like two of us have to get rid of our challenge flags and I don't get to challenge anything for the rest of the year. Even if this doesn't end up, even if this ends up getting passed, my challenges are done. So like, yeah. Let's say that, that like, like let's say that hypothetically Levi gives up in a couple of weeks and right. he he trades Justin it'd be, it'd be Herbert. This week. He trades Justin Herbert for what we feel is like nothing. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? But two or three people like threw up their challenge flag on like a Geno Smith Zach Ertz deal. Like, what if a deal like that ends up going through because there's no challenges left? You know. So I think it would make people think like, is this really worth, like, is this deal really worth getting that caught up in? Now, do you think it's two challenge flags followed by a vote or do yes. you think? Yes. Okay. So two but challenge to trigger flags, the vote to trigger the vote Two challenge like, flags. I've, we have come a long way from the booger eater days, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> we are getting deep, deep. You're going to have to write some bylaws out. For this <laughs> I was yeah, we're going to actually have to have an in-person Board of Governors meeting next year <laughs> with like a real order of business. Formal agenda and we got to buy our bylaws and yeah. It might Cody's be time. Gonna have yeah. to, Cody's going to have to update his passport just to come to the Board of Governors meeting. Well, should we like my succeed pretty soon, so that'll probably be accurate. <laughs> uh, should we rent like a, like, should we rent a conference room at a hotel and then like have an, a formal CBA meeting at like yes. a fancy, yeah, yeah, yeah. We I can all wear the... our narrowest striped ties. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, Cody, I don't want to take up too much of your time here. Well, but I, I think Cody's going to stay on for our next segment, I think. Oh, can I ask him one more? I didn't, yeah, I sure. was not aware. Let me ask him one more question uh, right. as back to, <laughs> as Overbomb, as the league news. So this is completely neutral um Cody you have the the unique disadvantage of operating an hour behind of the rest of the league um we're actually an hour further into the future than you are um do you find that this makes acquiring the team that you want more difficult or does it make it easier because you can watch us all make mistakes and then not make them an hour later um I think my response to that is I have Derek Henry there it is that's okay that's the response. <laughs> That's all there needs to, all there has to be said. Well, Cody, thank you for the, for the data. It'd be much appreciated. I think if you could keep that going the rest of the year, it'd be fun to look back on. Uh, Z, you got an ad for us before we go into the next segment? 
I do. First off, Cody, thanks so much for being here. We really appreciate the time, appreciate the effort put into the pod. You really uh, have just emulated what we're looking for in all of our guests, all of our future guests too. And uh, you know, even people that may be saying some mean things to us about popping on the show, but we just want, to, want you to know if you're listening to this, we would appreciate you being on and we're looking forward to having you on in the future, all that good stuff. So Cody, thank you so much. Thank you. Go, go Mavs and uh, have a great afternoon. Thank you. But Dill, yes, I do have a little ad for us today. I know typically this is your foray, you know, foray that you operate in, but I managed to recur us uh, unofficial sponsor. Uh, mm -hmm. You may have heard the of the Better Business Bureau before, but today I'm actually going to be talking about the Be Better Business Bureau. And what I mean by that deal is just a coalition that's being formed of businesses, particularly ones that I work with, where I would want them to be better and just how they act, how they operate, how they treat me, see you, Cody, all that good stuff. And yeah, so I'm, I'm forming this little coalition, Be Better Business Bureau, four Bs this time instead of three. And I've asked them to kind of be our first unofficial, or actually not our first, our like eighth unofficial sponsor of this pod. And, uh, you know, long day at the office, kind of as I was driving home, I was thinking it'd be just so much better if these businesses could be better. So that's how I landed. And uh, big shout out to them for the pod today. Thank you, Z. Yep. Thank you. A yeah. um, little bit of breaking news here coming across the wire. <clears throat> I don't oh. know if this is going to affect anything in the league, but. Totally, this is Michael's foray, but. Um, uh, no, this is like the real NFL. Oh, gotcha. Michael, you got it. You got it. Uh, if you're talking about Mark Ingram, yes. Um, yep, I've got it. Mark Ingram to the Saints. Uh, Texan, Texans sending him to the Saints. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> wait a minute. Mark is it is a running back, and they already have. Cue the music, Kyle. They have a top five <laughs> running back already. What's going on? Wait a minute. Uh, wait a minute. That's as good a transition as any. You have a minute. <laughs> What is going on? Well, first off, I actually was very pleased with Kamara this week. I have no complaints in regards to my man Kamara. What I do have complaints about this week, however, are the Atlanta Falcons and Matt Ryan. They just need to understand and figure out what's going on. They, they need to lock in Calvin Ridley. He's, again, he's not wide receiver 43 right now. And for the draft price that we paid, you know, looking at the bargain bin, really reminded me that we are not getting the value out of him that we should be getting. He's already missed a game, already had a bye week. And so guys, this week, my beef is with Calvin Ridley. He has been targeted at least 10 times every single game, but he's not doing too much with it. So Calvin, if you're listening to this, it's time to pick it up. And we look forward to, you know, seeing better things from you here moving forward. And Mark Ingram, GTFO of New Orleans. Thanks. Oh, beautiful. You know, the best part about that complaint corner is that we didn't even have that scheduled this week, but Z had a minute of complaining ready to go. Right. And that is what makes him one of the best in the biz. Now, some of you may have heard that there's a um, pretty popular show. Season three just kicked off a couple weeks ago. Succession. Uh, yes. One of our <laughs> beloved listeners and one of the first guests on the pod, Jordan Wright texted me a couple weeks ago, week or so ago, and wanted me to do a compare 
wanted us to do some sort of comparison where we connected a character from the show to a member yep. of the league. And so right. Z and I have been working on that. Um, so Z, are you ready to do some, some bore on the floor and compare <laughs> characters? I am ready, Dylan. All right. Are we doing every other? Is that what you want to do? Yep. You tee it off and right. I will be there with you, buddy. All right. First person we're going to talk about here, Jordan, since he wanted the segment, we'll give him his comp first. He is Roman Roy for the following reason. <laughs> Notoriously inappropriate and pretends to be too cool for the league, yet he can't help but get invested every year, which ultimately leads to disappointment for him. <laughs> Additionally, actually, I, <laughs> additionally, he at first seems to be repulsed by John, but now they have an undeniable chemistry. Right. Which leads us into John being Jerry because, Correct. because obviously he's very skilled in important matters and mostly tries to make wise, safe transactions, but ultimately does have a soft spot for Jay similar to, you know, Roman and Jerry's chemistry on the show. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, it's a, it's a love-hate relationship. They pretend to hate each other, but ultimately, Dylan, we know that they're lovers of heart. Yeah, and ultimately, you have to believe that this, this chemistry is what, you know, John has sound judgment in a lot of deals. But, I mean, ultimately, like, as we know, I mean, he didn't – some would say that he lost the Nick Chubb deal um, just – basically out of his love for Jay. Yep. I love that. Love All that. Right. Number three, Cody is Logan Roy. And I think <laughs> this is pretty obvious, but you know, every time it seems like the man has lost his fastball, you know, he didn't win the league last year, you know, and his team, you know, nobody was really talking about his draft. I don't think at the beginning of the year. And so every time we think he doesn't have it anymore, he comes back with a vengeance and reminds us that he, like Thanos and Logan, is inevitable. An all-out effort by the league to stop his success was no match for Cody's force of will. It really wasn't, man. And like we already talked about, we did it pretty much. The league tried everything they could throw at him, and it didn't <laughs> matter. Similar to, you know, to uh, – to the goat mm -hmm. breaking mm -hmm. Cody manages to win again. So seven and zero going into this week. And uh, that brings us up to, I'm actually going to skip you and I and save us for okay. the end. Bill, but sounds good. I'm going to say that JB is Stewie, an underrated character of the show. Correct. And, and uh, one that I actually enjoy quite a bit, similar to JB. Very important by the way, in the show. Very, very important. Mm -hmm. He's witty, popular, yet ruthless and he's always seeming to be one step ahead of mm -hmm. the Roy family similar to how JB seems to always be one step ahead of the league mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and he acts like our friends but then he says some hurtful things you just never know <laughs> you just never know where he's gonna go it's their so, funeral it's their yeah. funeral you right. know right right so JB is Stewie we like that you still awake lot. Kyle <laughs> you got the camera on turn the overhead on Oh, I'm here. Sorry. Yeah. We're going to crop this, the rest of the segment out for socials. Okay, Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So next up, Brady. Brady mm. is uh, Marsha Roy, Logan's, Logan's wife on the show. She's quiet, yet always in command. Um, and at sometimes, you know, 
Marsha's opinions differ from that of the Roy family, a lot like Brady with this Mike Williams take. <laughs> but Brady's always in the mix, much like, right. like Marsha is always in the mix, you know, looking for, she's got, you know, her agenda. And she's yep. going to find her way to prominence. A lot like Brady's high scoring team, I think will be prominent at year's end. I like that, especially during those key moments. You know, Brady mm-hmm. seems to always be around in those key moments, similar to mm-hmm. Marsha. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's Brady, Marsha. Michael, a.k.a. the Four Wayne Falcons, is Connor from the show. Mm-hmm. Because while others in the show are consumed with power and greed, Connor cares about the finer things in life, like history and theater. <laughs> and uh, like Michael, who enjoys the finest things in Fort Wayne, like Pie and Slice, the Fort Wayne hockey team, and Hotel Tango 2.0, because, you know, the first one's here in India. Uh, he also timelessly produces content for the boys and often sacrifices his own personal success for the betterment of the league. Similar to O'Connor often sacrifices his own success for the betterment of the Roy family and is willing to do whatever he can to make sure that the Roy's are in a good spot. So Connor Michael seems like the kind of guy that would maybe pay for a podcast platform out of his own pocket to appease <laughs> the rest of the boys a lot like Connor pays for Willa's play out of his own pocket on the show. I love, yep. Couldn't have said it better myself. All right. We've all been wondering who this guy is going to be. Of course, I'm talking about Connor Mellon. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> we're talking about Levi. Watch succession. Uh, <laughs> uh, Levi is Kendall Roy. Mm. You know, he'll do whatever it takes to win. He's firing up those timely that timely social media content, a lot like Kendall wants to do on the show. Right. He'll do whatever it takes to win or come back. Just like <laughs> Levi will put whoever onto his roster, regardless of past history, allegations. Levi will do whatever it takes to stay in the mix. Man. He also almost completely left the family, but keeps <laughs> finding a way to come back in. <laughs> That's actually one of my favorite ones. <laughs> <laughs> that was well, well done, Z. Wait, uh, for this next character, Kyle, over at camera on, please. Dylan? Siobhan! <laughs> Siobhan! Yes. <laughs> Our next character is Siobhan, a.k.a. Shiv. And for her, we're actually comparing her most to our very own league commissioner, Thatcher. Because similar to Shiv, Thatcher is very prepared, determined to succeed, wants to win, was the winner last year. And in the show, we often see Shiv doing the same. All that to say, though, while Thatcher is the favorite child of the league, similar to Shiv being the favorite child of Logan, she and he never quite receive the approval that they crave as the favorite child and as the commissioner of the league. So therefore, uh, you know, it's a hard life, but he's still looking to truly take over as the future of the league. And Dale, yeah. that, that leads us to you and I, the dynamic duo. Do you want me to go for you and you go for me? Yep, sounds great. All right. So as, as everyone who watches the show knows, the dynamic duo would be Tom and Cousin Greg. Gregory. And, <laughs> and Dill is very similar to Tom. He's desperate, desire to be funny, successful. <laughs> he has no idea. <laughs> I didn't read this before. <laughs> His desperate desire to be funny and successful yet has no idea what he's actually doing. 
and enjoys power tripping and hanging out with Greg and having a good time. And so, Dill, you're Tom, which leaves yeah. me. I was thinking a lot about how Tom, you know, like Greg tries to leave and Tom like loses it. He's like, you can't leave me. You can't leave me. That's a lot like me when you first created your TikTok. <laughs> you can't go off being more successful than me. So anyway. I love it. But yes, so Dylan and I, Tom and Greg, the little dynamic mm -hmm. duo at the end. Yeah. So Z's Greg because, you know, sometimes it seems like he doesn't know what he's doing. And maybe he doesn't. Greg's a little negative, you know, just and a little Z does complain. <laughs> um, but Greg, you know, he quietly has a little scheme. He's working mm -hmm. unbeknownst mm -hmm. to the rest of the league. And this reminds me of when we agreed to a trade for Saquon Barkley and you immediately had another deal ready to go. That's true. And I didn't even know. And I feel like Greg might have a moment like that coming this season on succession. But he's making us laugh the whole way, you know? I love it. I love it. And guys, All right. Succession, great show. Amazing. We're on the floor. It's a game. It's a game. <laughs> <laughs> I just love that moment when Logan's just... like, it's a game. We're on the floor. It's a great show. And Dill and I, uh, we will be bringing you kind of our first thoughts on the new season. Neither one of us have watched yet that I, at least I have them. I don't know. I can't speak I, for I'm them. actually all caught up and it's incredible. Oh, okay. So yeah, we'll be breaking down kind of our thoughts once I get to the first episode here this weekend. Great. And uh, you know, the league is very similar to a very dysfunctional family like the Roy's. And <laughs> at the end of the day, we all love each other. We're all here for one another, regardless of what happens, what trades may or may not be vetoed. And yeah, we just, we love the show. We love the league. So, Dill, thanks for putting that together for us. And before we hop off, I figured I'd just run you all through, per usual, the Blazing Five. Though I, I have Amazing. to admit, You've been I've, been on a, I've been on a bit of a rough streak recently. <laughs> Nobody's so I, keeping track. Last Actually, week, I think that was the second tab in Cody's spreadsheet. <laughs> two of ten. <laughs> <laughs> I was a little bit off last week. I did nail uh, myself and I think I had one other win. I can't remember, but I, Sorry, bet, one, I, I bet against Cody and lost. So that's what I, I would get say. For that. Just one quick question. Did you have trouble making predictions, not knowing what roster Gino was going to be on? <laughs> I did take that into account. <laughs> you still don't know what roster he'll be I, on. Right, if any. right. He's a free agent as of today. He is available on waivers for anyone you'd like to grab them and we'll see what his true value is. Is it a dollar amount? Is it zero? Who knows? We'll, we'll more to come there. Maybe some, what's it? What's that coin that Jay just profited on? <laughs> Shibu coin. Shibu. Oh man. But to kick off the blazing five and today is going to be blazing. So listen up kitties because <laughs> we're firing out uh, first matchup me versus Vi FC. This is a bit of a battle here. And me and Levi have gotten a lot closer in the last 10 months due to the great game of Call of Duty. And for us, this is like the, you know, the two soldiers having to draw a line in the sand and take a side. So a little bit sad about that, but I am projected here by 11 and I like that line. And I did the, like Jay was saying earlier today, kind of the sneaky pickup of DJ Moore. 
and he's starting to Arnold this week. So if anything good happens there, then I'll be ready for it. So like myself there, uh, team hunt seven and oh, hosting the land sharks. And I learned my lesson. I'm not betting against team hunt anymore. He's rejected for 140 and I loved it. And uh, land sharks is 128. So again, and I'm seeing land sharks is starting Danny dimes this week, or maybe he's not, but Danny dimes is second most projected points on the team. So that's a tough spot to be in. I've been there before. Not going to, not going to put any money on that. And uh, yeah. So we go into dear John on the road against this team sucks. Jay is one of two teams that are four and three guys. And I think because this team sucks has Devonte Adams and Adams, even though he's vaccinated this week, or he didn't get vaccinated this week. He is vaccinated, but this week he did, <laughs> he did pick up the, the coronavirus and he's not going to make the Thursday night game. So as Adams goes, I think this team sucks goes. So money's on Jay this week, 130 to 117 there. And Michael, you're headed to Brady Cooks. The Falcons are flying in to Brady Cooks. 116, though, against 141. And I'm not seeing Gino on the squad anymore. We all know he's a value play. Not starting this week. And I actually, again, I'm going to be taking the, you know, the favorite here, Brady Cooks. That's the smart money. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Looking to get back to 500. Dill, yeah. you're in our you're in our heater matchup of the week with JB. This is a 121 versus 119. Mm-hmm. Cook is back after resting up on his bye, which is good. And he needs the rest. I like you here, actually. I think that your your, your goal is to be 500 <laughs> at the end of this week. And that was my think, stated goal. Yeah, that was your stated goal. So I'm I'm gonna follow through with that and make sure you hit it, hold you accountable, and tell the guys that we have a lot we have a lot riding on the skim. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a tight one. It's a pick them. Yep. Yep. I'm trying to like decide if no one cares, except for you, <laughs> but um, I like, do I put Chase Edmonds in the lineup again? Like how many times is this guy going to burn me? You know? Oh man. Apparently he actually, according to Cody's chart is doing pretty well. I mean, he's averaging 5.8 yards a carry. <laughs> like if the Cardinals could just figure that out. Why does he not get any goal line work? Uh, I think Cliff wants to be the smartest guy in the room and prove uh, that he can have like a two running back system. I don't know. I don't know, but they, they could involve him more in the past game. And I'm sure that as soon as I put him on the bench, that's what's going to happen. Yeah. Personally, I think you run with Edmonds this week and give it a go. I like that move from you. All right. Well, Michael, thank you for your hard work as always. Venmo Michael, if you like the longer pods. Um, oh, yes. And oh, uh, big big shout out to our fans in Europe. As always, we want to make sure you you feel appreciated. We want to thank you for tuning mm-hmm. in. And We are worldwide. <laughs> Is that my best Stacey I, King? Yeah, that was actually that was really good. <laughs> Michael, did you catch that clip I sent of Stacy, like the Bulls announcers? And I, <laughs> it, it made me laugh so much. They were the you. first broadcast crew allowed up in Canada Toronto. for a Raptors yeah. game. Yep. And they were like, and the Stacy King was like, "We are worldwide." <laughs> it reminded me me telling Dill this this podcast is worldwide now. Yeah, I mean it. it we're spreading it exa- so fast. We're yeah, here. what are we? Week, o- week over week growth. 
you know. Do you have numbers for us? I can pull that up really fast. Really, really bigger fast. than Shibu coin. <laughs> We're not bigger than that yet. It's impossible to be bigger than that. Um, all right. That's what the, that's what the, the smart money tells you. I thought you were going to say that's what she said. And <laughs> no, nope. All right. Location data. <laughs> family podcast. Christian that's true. podcast. You, you? Yep. Bad news. Yep. Bad news, boys. Okay. 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 Um, <laughs> Our European growth has stalled. No. Um, European mm-hmm. listens account for 4% of our total listens. All of those are oh, okay. from Frankfurt, Germany. Oh, uh, no. We have one Mexican. Talk. We have one Mexico listener. And then we have at least one confirmed listener in Dallas. <laughs> so that's good as well. Um, I just want to say. Real Actually, this says that- Car- Carrollton. So not even real Dallas, a suburb of Dallas, I think. So sorry, go ahead, Dylan. I just wanted to I'm just wanted to say real quick that we again can't overlook the fact that Jay probably like accidentally signed up for like a VPN for a few months for free and that probably expired and that's why our <laughs> European growth is dwindling. Oh, that's actually that I like that theory, Dill. I'm here for it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, thanks for the check-in on numbers. Again, if you like the pod, you like what you're hearing, leave us a review. Uh, we're on Apple. We're on Spotify. Anywhere you listen, download your pods. Check us out. Let us know what you think. Mm. And again, if you're looking to be on the pod, our guest list is wide open. We have a few more people we're having on, but after that, we're here for the you know for whoever wants to hop on the on the show. So we've almost made our way through everybody in the league. I mean, we've got John, and you know we're almost there. We're just yeah. about done. Yep. And then we have one special guest after John too, right? Yes, that's correct. Uh, yep. Yeah. And that'll be a big one. That'll be a big one. Yeah. So it cause an earthquake. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, I can't. All right. Uh, Signing off. Uh, Mel, watch Succession. Bottom of the graph. Oh, wait, Dill, real, Dill, real quick. Do you have anything to plug this week? Anything to plug? Uh, school's back in session. Okay. Teacher corner should be coming in hot. Love it, love it. Because Halloween's on a Sunday, and then the kids will be at school on Monday. So, a lot to look forward to there. Great. Well, Michael, thanks for the time. Dill, good job by you. Good job by you. Thanks, Kyle. <laughs>